Hello and welcome to the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. And I'm Albert Imperato. Where we help men communicate and build empathy. All right, we are on our 25th episode, still in quarantine, still doing our thing, but hey, we're really happy to to share our stuff with you. And I'm really proud that we've gotten to our 25th episode. So thank you, Albert. How are you doing up there in upstate? Um, we're, we're hanging in. You yeah. didn't hear my applause, did you? Did you hear the applause? <laughs> we can edit some in there. But no, yeah. I actually have my little applause thing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and if it, if it doesn't go well, we got... Did you hear any of that? Yep. You can. And if it really sucks... Uh, yes, we've gone that far in our 25th episode. We started adding in sound effects. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It was actually given to me before by someone before they even knew I was doing a podcast. I was like, they know something about my hamminess. Um, yeah, it's been finally uh, this weekend was uh, sunny and beautiful out. And that made a huge difference. Slipping outside um, and, and being in the sun and just seeing a little bit of green. I mean, started last last uh, Monday with snow on the ground and then incredible, incredible green. Uh, after a little bit of sun. So that that really changed my mood. I can't, I just can't tell you it's it's transformational for me. That's why I'm having incredible sympathy and, and just empathy for people who are in a city who cannot get out and see a tree or be in the sun. I just, I think that's a real issue for people. Yeah, totally. I feel a huge turning point as well this weekend with like the weather breaking and, you know, we didn't venture far, you know, in our back parking lot and stuff, but it was just nice to, to get everyone outside and just, you know, kind of get out of the house for a little bit. Cause I mean, geez, we've been stuck up in here for, for quite some time, but yeah, I'm glad the, the weather's breaking, you know, I've got to open up my windows and just let the sun come in. So it, it's been wonderful. Um, just seeing some nice weather. You know, we don't, you know, this question mark after question mark about what's going on out there. And we don't, exactly. we have really have no clue whatsoever. And that kind of leads me a little bit into what you and I have been discussing with our 25th episode. I mean, I've been just loving the feedback. It's been amazing to me how many people have have written to us, uh, told us that they're you know starting their day listening. You know, we have our our friend out there in Washington who goes to his construction site and his entertainment is listening to our show. That's not something I would have ever thought would would be happening. So, and his feedback is amazing. Um, and, and, uh, like, it's clear that people are really, uh, listening through and, and, rem- and paying attention to details. It's not like some to try to be f- as focused as possible, because I think that's the hardest thing when, when you're taking, um, a concentrated amount of time trying to make it useful, uh, what, what with what we're doing is, is to be as focused as you can without, without it sounding like it's just, you know, being relentlessly pushed forward. So anyway, 20, 25 I don't know. When was the last time you did 25 of anything? Can, I mean, 25 push-ups. What was the last time you did 25 push-ups, dude? Ooh, uh, <laughs> probably on that push-up challenge because I had to film it three times, so I did 30. Uh, but yeah, I wish um, – I kind of missed – Like, I, re- I, I didn't realize how much I go outside and really just embrace – kind of just nature and i've i've noticed how much i've been like okay like i wish i could go outside like you know i didn't realize that i you know i go for a stroll over here or i you know really like to work out in nature and take take hikes so it's been um you know very interesting to see that you know the the changes between you know what we've had and what we haven't but it's a pure blessing to to know that so many people are listening to our show and I'm just thankful for every one of our listeners because this was, you know, an idea that we had and we're just like, okay, let's, let's do it. And now it's grown into this and I'm really proud of 25 episodes. We've grown with each one and we're going to continue to grow. So I'm really stoked about that. So thank you, Albert, too, for putting up with me. And Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Not that. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of bring both, both of us bring our own little bag of, unlit dynamite and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're walking around and it's like oh my god this is the mellowest uh, the mellowest situation ever and then you know we drag the right topic on and before you know it uh it's it's a mini explosion but we kind of work through a lot of stuff and we don't have to get into too much detail but mm-hmm. um you know it's it's proven over and over again that talking in and of itself is is a great 
uh, thing to do. It you know without any agenda, without any um, you know without any uh, just baggage that you're trying to unload. It's just talking releases a force that you you you're not aware is even being held back, and then suddenly within a, a you know a conversation things come up and that you didn't even realize were were an issue for you. And I don't know. I guess. I was thinking a lot about that. Um, you know, we said, what are we going to do with our, our 25th show? And we thought of inviting some of the guys who would come on at first, partially because we would love to go back after we've, you know, done this and, and have a conversation with, with people that gave us, you know, uh, you know, really wonderful uh, interviews, but also people who were there right at the beginning with us. So we're going to, we're going to talk uh, to Mike Gloria and Tim Sorensen and Henry Lohmeyer are going to come on. And um, we're going to ask them some questions. And maybe if we, since they're not going to come on for a couple of minutes, I, we could run by these questions. I think uh, number one was, what was the biggest challenge you've, you've felt during this current uh, crisis we've been going through? And I think we, we both hinted that that uh, uh, challenge is very much just being uh, housebound, not uh, you know, just realizing how much we kind of long to be outside uh, uh, in nature, is there any, any, any other particular challenge that you've come up with? Yeah. Um, I've had the, uh, kind of switch up of the, the rooms in, in our, um, you know, apartment. So, uh, we turned the master bedroom into an office and my wife started working from home before I did. So she kind of took over everything and that, uh, throw out to Serta, definitely sponsor us, get us some other chairs. Cause she, uh, took my chair and she's like rocking everything in there. And we had to kind of format, you know, this room that kind of used to be my little Zen area to her office. So I've kind of lost my room and lost my Zen space, uh, on there. So it's kind of like finding a new area to kind of just be me and have a little bit of privacy. And, you know, when you're stuck inside for so long with, you know, three other people, it's, it can get a little challenging with um, privacy and just kind of silence and kind of being at peace. You have to find that for yourself and you have to find little pockets of sanity to, to get through it. So have you found your new space? Uh, it's been the bedroom. So I've been uh, <laughs> using the bedroom and I kind of uh, reorganized it, made it a little bit different um, and kind of changed up the, uh, the living room to have a little bit more free space and be a little bit more open because I was definitely feeling closed in quite a bit. Um, so a little bit of reorganizing and tidying up definitely gave it, gave it a new lift and, um, you know, a little feng shui here and there, but that was, that was one challenge. Um, along with that, I've also inside my family, we've had some health issues, thankfully not COVID related, but, um, there's been some stuff going on within, in the family and it's, it's been really challenging because, you know, just dealing with that along with, um, you know, the, everything that COVID's going on. I was, you know, sitting in the parking lot because I can't go into the hospital and the clinics and stuff. And, you know, speaking of silence, like that's when I really actually had some time to think and, and be alone. And man, it all kind of came crashing down the first time I was just like, okay, I'm going to be in my car for the next hour, hour and a half and just hanging out in there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do this. I brought a book, you know, I brought my Nintendo switch and I ended up just sitting there and, you know, I listened to a meditation and I just sat there and was like, wow, this is the first time I've been completely alone and it's been completely silent and I have time to process what's going on. And that was a very sobering and refreshing and a little bit scary moment. But in the end, after all things are said and done, um, everyone's feeling better. Everyone pulled through and it was just kind of strange having all of that happen because there's all this external stuff that's happening everywhere else. But then within the family, we had our own kind of, um, issues in there. So it's just like, if it's not one thing, it's the other. And it was just piling on top. Um, but now that, you know, we've turned the corner there and we're getting good test results, you know, um, things, things are a, a lot easier. Um, but yeah, finding, finding that silence and just kind of finding that, that place just, to kind of be yourself and, and be alone is one of the bigger things for me. I don't know if you've uh, felt that with your other half over there. You guys kind of have a pretty pretty big house and some land to, to hang out in. We do have um, space. My, my challenge has been more um, balancing the uh, desire to want to have pleasure 
um, in the moment in with the positive things that we have, along with balancing that out with the reality that, you know, back in the city, I have a business that's kind of under siege. And, you know, part of me really loves cutting loose and pretending, oh, I'm in the country and Brian and I are safe. And, oh my God, isn't it pretty? We, we got, it's sunny. I go sit on the patio. But of course I'm fighting in the background, obsessing about the fact that, oh, you know, are we going to get the money from the government? Is, am I going to have to let people go? Are we going to have to shrink our company? Are our clients going to be in? I mean, the minute I start going there, my head starts racing. Then I go back to the meditation. I go back to my meditation app that you uh, hooked me up with. I've actually been recommending that to a lot of people, a lot yeah, more people. It's been saving my life lately. <laughs> and I've been, um, yeah, I definitely am learning that I need to replenish my goodwill my optimism when I get it and I it's okay and I'm not going to feel guilty and that's part of you know to be perfectly honest it's actually exciting to take the challenge of can I put a smile on my face and have a positive attitude on a shitty day it's easy enough to do it when you're having a great day but I'm just like hey what the hell I'm going to get some kind of pleasure out of this day, even though almost everything that happened today was rotten. And in some cases, you know, part of it was people through Instagram. Like I would just post and just mention, oh, crappy day today. And I'd get like 50 people commenting or sending me DMs. Like, I don't know what your problem, what the problem is, dude. And I'm not going to go into the details, but it's, it's, you know, it's really been uh, um, extremely, extremely uh, uplifting realizing that people actually notice what's happening and people care. So, you know, I, I've been doing better than I've ever done because I'm, I'm a little bit of an obsessive person. I like to think through uh, potential scenarios in the future. And, and you can't, in the current situation, you can't think 10 steps ahead. That's way too many steps. So. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, I, I like, to, I tend to to go through different situations and I kind of like, just like you to kind of, be able to like feel a few things out. But one thing you said in there was just being okay with kind of having a shitty day and just saying like, Hey, you know what? I recognize today is kind of crappy, but I'm still gonna, you know, make do and I'm really going to just enjoy with what I have. And that's kind of what's coming up on the next question for me is I've been feeling a lot of that too, with, you know, what's been an unexpected blessing um, that's come out from this. And for me, that's just, what I can do with kind of less and and not as much. And I've been reading and um, kind of getting into minimalism a little bit with here because, I mean, we have our apartment and that's kind of been our, our life lately. And it's like, how much do we need? How much do we not need to like really, you know, just survive and get going? And I've found that there is a you know some peace and some enjoyment with having less and having you know a few things less to deal with. Um, so that's been my unexpected blessing. Have you found any yourself, Albert? It's so funny you said minimalism, and I was thinking, oh my god, you're listening to more Philip Glass. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's cool. I actually listened to Philip Glass yesterday on a jog, and it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. That's going to be in my in my post tomorrow, but. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, unexpected blessing. Just just realizing that I do have more uh, patience than I gave myself credit for. Um, I realize, you know, for sure that um, my foundation in my life is pretty solid. I have I have enough to kind of keep me going through tough times, and I have a little bit of a uh, what's the word? Flex more flexibility in myself than I realize. So. Just you know, being challenged by a lot of really fairly complicated uh, practical issues, um, you know, just lots of logistical things. Like I was living, I have not been in New York City for seven weeks. Yeah. I be, I had not been out of New York City for seven weeks since college. Wow. You know, you know, just getting used to. Oh, I can't check on all the things that I normally check on, and I hope it's okay. And what's going on in my apartment building? And suppose this, I, you know, that's been. It's been a real blessing to realize, hey, you know, it's shitty sometimes to have to deal with this with a lot of these details, but it's also good to realize, hey, I can deal with this. You know, it, it tests you and makes you realize you're you're stronger than you think. Um, what um, 
we, we talked a little bit about our your single proudest achievement. Do you have a particular one? Was that, that's our third question for our guests coming up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, I really haven't had too many great things <laughs> happen to me lately. So it's been, um, I, I don't know, I guess just kind of hanging in there and just rolling with the punches. Um, you know, I've, I've found a lot of, um, I won't say like solace, but just like, you know, embracing the moment because I mean, who knows what's coming next? Every day is, is something new and you just have to be, um, you know, able to deal with all the ambiguity because there's no, no one's been down this road before. So it's totally new. And it's just like, okay, well, today's today. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow with laws that get passed, with what happens at work, with what happens with social distancing. It's just, everything's going on at once. And it's just, you know, if you don't really embrace the moment that you're in right now, you know, that's, it's going to be tough to kind of, uh, anticipate the future. So I know it's not a really great achievement, but I've actually had, I've actually had two very specific yeah. ones. Yeah. What um, about one, you? One is I actually finally read, um, Tony Morrison's beloved, mm -hmm. which sat on my shelf for 25 years and just people's reputation, people's telling me, um, that the book was difficult. It was so overriding in my mind that it was difficult that I just didn't try it. And it turned out to be, yeah, it was a, it was a challenging book, but it was it was a really powerful book, and I was very very psyched when I finished that book. I was like, that thing sat there for 25 years, and I, you know, my God, I'm so freaking glad I didn't give up on reading that book. And you know, that there's lots of books that have fell into that category, but this book in particular had that hold on me. My other is I finally figured out how to make salad dressing. I actually can make a basic salad dressing. You, I, you could put it on anything. It's delicious. I'm making killer salads, kale, avocado in there, throw some grilled chicken, some grape tomatoes. Uh, but the dressing, just some Dijon mustard and some olive oil and some balsamic vinegar, salt and pepper, whisk it up. Boom. People are like, my God, actually, Brian is the only person who's eating it, but my God, this is really great salad. So I have mastered the salad. Right on. Well, hey, that's a great thing Achievement. to master. I'm going to yeah. take it, dude. Mm -hmm. I am going to take it. If you'd like to, you can DM me um, on either of my accounts, and I will tell you how to make salad dressing. Um, yeah, so it, we're coming up on on the time that we told our guests to, to join us. We have a couple of additional un, unanswered questions, but let's, let's bring them in. Mm -hmm. um, we can go through the questions that we've just uh, reviewed. And then uh, we could we could see if we could make it through five questions with three guests. Yeah, you got it. Oh, Tim, looking fancy, man. I like it. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing very well. Yeah, very excited to have you mustache. on. We got Mike here. Hello, Mike. How's your back? A hundred percent better. Back? Good you, lord. You had better stretch and take care of yourself. I have been. I have been every day this week, and is or well, I don't even remember how much it was last weekend. Yeah, so. Every day I've been stretching, I promise. Just to kind of let you guys in on what we're up to, we are celebrating our 25th episode. So um, you guys helped us out taking off and really getting into it. So we just want to reach back out to you, thank you, and kind of check up on you and see what's been going on. So Albert and I have um, listed about five questions. If we can get through them, great. You know, want to be respectful of your time as well. And just uh, see what's up. You know, I know, Tim, you had some big life changes. Mike, you know, uh, things have been going well for you too, or a little yeah. this, a little that. <laughs> but, um, you know, hey, like it's it's been a while and all of us have grown and, you know, we all just want to uh, check back in because, you know, we're all so far away and can't really uh, see each other in person. So I'm really happy to see you guys. It's it's really cool. Likewise. Yeah, it's great. So our, our first question uh, we came up with, uh, Adam, if you got it in front of you, why don't you read it? Oh, yeah. So what has been the biggest challenge for you during the current COVID crisis? I'll, uh, since Tim was on the thing first, um, we'll, we'll share, um, have you started off and then go to Mike after that. Thanks. Yeah, well, definitely has to be just the distancing from everyone. But, you know, I started a job literally the day 
I started at the company was the day they sent everyone to work from home who could work from home. So I stopped in, picked up a computer, went home and started my job that way. So I've literally met, you know, a couple people in person and that's it. Everyone else that I work with, um, I've met over video conference meetings and stuff like that. So it's just been the distance that's been the most difficult. Um, not getting together with people I was looking forward. I have Friday afternoons off. So was looking forward to getting together every Friday up in the cities with some of the Instagram friends and having uh, some fun and, and hanging out together and just all of that is screeched to a halt. And so just not being able to be with people is a killer. That word screeched, it sounds like it could be one of those verbs that needed an alternative thing. Like in German, it would be like some weird ending, but screeched. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah, the, the not seeing people thing is is murderous. It's just it's just torture. And um, I don't know. I'm, I think everybody obviously is going through it to a certain degree, but people, certain people just I think it's impacting more than others for 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 various reasons mike uh, is that has that been one of your top uh top ones so about the about the job thing sort of the same um you know except i didn't start a new job although i sort of feel like i did because teaching one way for half a school year and then all of a sudden they're like boom everything has to be online it's sort of like i had to start teaching new classes you know, my students, thankfully, my students are high schoolers, so they kind of can take switching up routines a little easier. So having to change everything was okay, but they're still struggling. So, uh, you know, on that front, it was like I had to start teaching new classes. And then, you know, um, there's being newly married and we've lived together. Yeah, but now we're both home 24 hours a day. So uh, trying to trying to keep the marriage intact <laughs> um, has been has been interesting. But what I think you're getting at is I'm a little different because I'm a little more introverted than than some people. Um, I, I think I'm both. I'm ambivert. I have a little extrovert side and then an introvert side. So I'm actually okay um, home. You know. Uh, seeing people online is is fine for me because my introvertedness is like at ease i'm like calm i'm like calm at home but but now it's the opposite so now liz is home 24 hours a day and now we're together all the time and i don't get that time alone to recharge because it's always like i'm playing host if you will to to her so we've done our best to schedule time like you go in the other room i'll stay out here we'll do our work and then we'll see each other later to kind of keep that structure um because you know what some people crave i'm like uh kind of like i don't even know the word for it i'm i'm a little afraid of it um so i've need I've need to do sort of the opposite and kind of keep myself busy so i can recharge so but i totally i'm understanding the people needing hugs i get it I get it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just one at a time, please. People one at a time. <laughs> well, Mike, I definitely feel you on that, you know, living, breathing, eating, sleeping, co-working with your wife is in a, an apartment is really a lot to do with it. it has its own challenges. So believe me, I, I feel you quite a bit. So yeah, that is, that's a Both big your wives can be seen well. with large butcher knives in the other room. Like, <laughs> yeah, just ah, get him out of here. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have to dismember this boy very <laughs> yeah. soon. If he keeps going down this, my wife is really yeah. driving me freaking yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, like Liz I said, to me, she said to me the other day, I guess I had asked like everything. All right. Uh, a, a few too many times. And so she was like, are you okay? Because <laughs> you've asked me several more times than usual, and I was like, "I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm. I need to be. I don't know. I feel like I'm you get over. antsy, and you're all like yeah. uh, cabin fever. Yep. And you're just yep. like, ah, I don't know like what's I going was, on. I was way oversensitive in my observations of everything. <laughs> like you sighed, but you sighed in a different way. So are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we had to have that moment where she was like, "I'm good. You're good. I'm good." We'll be fine, you know, kind of thing. 
Brian and I really are lucky though, because a lot of our relationship, a lot of the, the positivity of the relationship comes from just looking at each other and going, oh, you need time for you. You go focus on that, go obsess, go do whatever it is you wanna do. I won't take it personally. It's okay if you're busy the rest of the night. Uh, I'll see you 11 o'clock for a cup of you know herbal tea before we go to bed and that's our appointment. And we go off in our own little space. That's always been a, a strength of our relationship. Yeah, Mike, that's, uh, man. Um... It's a lot to to do together, so I'm glad you're hanging hanging with it and uh, really making it work because it's a, it's a lot to to go in there together. And uh, actually, Liz wanted me to tell you that you were asking about what Act Three might be. Yes, uh, she thinks quarantine is Act Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, <laughs> she's like, hope, this might be it. <laughs> this might be it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping you guys have a a much more. Um, <laughs> I can, I don't want to say intense, but just uh, you know, a little bit more merry one. Yeah. Um, there's there's a bigger act three coming. I'm telling you that. <laughs> we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> I'm glad Liz is uh, Liz is thinking about it. Oh, with this this stupid crisis is like act three, four, five, six, and let's yeah. hope it stops after that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but on the brighter side, you know, it's a kind of a good segue into our next question: is um, what's been an unexpected blessing to come from this? Um, have you guys had any kind of like uh, great moments or kind of uh, ahas or eureka time with this? I know I've kind of uh, enjoyed um, a little bit of you know solitude and really kind of working with less. Um, have you guys had any insights or you know any kind of aha moments um, from being at home and being in the current situation? Tim, want to go first? Um, sure, I'll take it. Uh, I'm not sure how many of those I have had. It's been more of a struggle than than the silver linings. Um, it has been nice to have the family together um, so much. Um, our son's home from college. You know, campuses are closed, so he's you know doing some online stuff, and he's home, um, and that's been great to have him here. Um, you know, great for him to to, you know, but not a great way to start your first year of college either. So, you know, that's a bit of a, of, of a struggle, but yeah, I would say the family time together has been really nice. I mean, we are a close family anyhow, and, and, you know, try and spend a lot of time together um, as it was. Um, it was nice to have some time with my wife as empty nesters, um, you know, after the kids, it, but that was a very short period of time. And now, um, now we're not empty nesters anymore. And, and, you know, but I've really, I have really enjoyed the family time. I've really enjoyed the number of people who've reached out in this sort of way. So, you know, we've gotten together on zoom with people that I don't ever get to get together with, you know, so the New York denim crew or um, whiskey leather works and some other guys from Instagram and stuff like that. We've gotten together and done the zoom thing since everyone feels captured. So I've gotten to have those opportunities and that's been really cool, you know, cause I, you know, can't make it in person out there, but since no one's making it in person anywhere, they're making the best of it on, uh, on virtual and it has been fabulous to join some of those groups and to see those people and to get to know them better um, during this time. So that would definitely be the thing that's been the best. Um, you know, just those virtual happy hours with people. I was just saying that one of the other benefits is that Tim's mustache is looking better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Really, I've never seen it so fine. It's like it reminds me of Raleigh Fingers back in the golden days of the Oakland A's. Nice. Yeah, I, I got time to take care of it. So there you go. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, I don't want to be a downer, but I kind of agree. Uh it's it's been such a turn everything upside down uh, uh thing that um we've kind of been just taking it day by day. I think the aha moment is you know, to slow down, uh, you know, this has caused everyone to slow down a little bit. Um, so maybe, maybe that's, you know, where we've, we've, we've had the moment, but, um, you know, we've been, you know, like I said, just taking it day by day because, uh, you know, my class, like I was saying, my class is turned upside down. My wife runs a, a whole, um, program that she's now with, with uh, an education program that she's been, you know, 
given the task of put it all online. So we're kind of just uh, taking it day by day to, uh, you know, uh, not get overwhelmed. Um, but uh, like, you know, the same thing when we have our moments of, of, of togetherness, of, of hanging out, uh, you know, to communicate or whatnot, those are, those are, I cherish those. We cherish those. I definitely feel that um, that's one thing uh, we talked about kind of at length, um, you know, in the pre-show is just really kind of slowing down, taking it day by day because everything's changing and we have no idea what's coming tomorrow. So being able to slow down and cherish those fine little moments. Um, today we got outside. I got to play with my son, you know, and take him outside and just see a smile and, you know, just his giggle in the morning, really just, you know, that those like tiny little things, like really just kind of get you up and out of bed. And it's like, you know, he's stoked, you know, he, uh, my mom gave him a Tupperware, like us a Tupperware and it kind of just fell into his hands and it was the most magical thing. And he was wearing it as a hat. He was smashing it. So, you know, it's just small things uh, that, you know, can really get it going. Yeah. And, and I don't have kids, but I, I hold some zoom, you know, videos with some of my students who, if they want like optional, you know, and to see their faces for them to see me, we've kind of had sort of similar moments like that where you're seeing someone, they're seeing someone other than their parents. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of tired of seeing their parents <laughs> and so they want to see a fresh face. So that's, that's been rewarding as well to kind of still, like Tim said, with, with technology, like I could still see my students. They could still see me, even though we can't see each other in person. So. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. It's definitely a, a tough situation um, that we've all been in and, you know, those small little things really, really come out. And for the next round, you know, question here is uh, what's been your proudest achievement during this crisis? Cause it's definitely been tough. And I know, um, you know, I didn't have like a grand list of amazing things, but these might be like really small things that have happened or really big, you know, Tim, you got that new job, but um uh, you know, what's, what's been a great achievement that you've, you know, had while you're kind of in quarantine? So Tim, we'll start back off with you. Perfect. Um, yeah, it definitely has to be, you know, starting the job this way. I mean, yes, it's difficult, but, you know, I get to dive into a new job, a new group of people. Um, we get to get to know each other this way. And we've done some happy hours with the work people as well on Zoom and stuff like that, just to get to know them personally or spend some time one-on-one -on -one chatting with some of the people um, just to get to know who they are and those kind of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been great to dive into a new job, been great to start a job with Red Wing Shoes with a company that I'm passionate about. Um, to have that opportunity was great. And yeah, maybe it wasn't the best time to start, but you know, is there, I mean, there's never a best time for anything. So getting through those things, getting through the challenges of that, um, yeah, that's definitely been the biggest achievement, you know, and you know, like anything, we, we've all had difficulties through this time and we've all had to persevere or keep plugging along or completely change the way we're doing things. And that's what it is today. We don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. We definitely don't know what three months down the road is going to look like. Um, and so we just take it day by day and we just persevere day by day and, you know, our best and like adam said embrace those small wins you know whether it's a giggle and a smile or some other accomplishment you embrace all those small wins and again hopefully after this we still do those we don't forget how cherished those really are um every day well in the pre-show i confess to my proudest achievement being a tony morrison book and salad dressing I have learned how to properly make salad dressing. I know it's not much. Yeah, I'm serious. I mean, it's reliable. It's going gonna, it's gonna to last me for the rest of my life. How about you, Mike? Any particular achievement you'd like to, besides getting those gorgeous new engineer boots? I just noticed you yeah, sent I'll, a picture be, to me. I'll be posting the Mr. Lou's <laughs> soon. <laughs> so thanks for helping with that discount a little bit. Oh, my pleasure. Um, <laughs> Baker boots. We'll get the little plug in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to piggyback of what Tim said. My, my biggest achievement is, and because I've watched some of my colleagues struggle as teachers, 
um, you know, we, we train to teach a certain way. And then like, I keep saying everything was just put upside down on its head. And my biggest achievement is the ability to, there's a thing going around in the education world, which is during distance learning, don't recreate your classroom online because it just doesn't translate that way. But I'm, I'm glad I'm able, I was able to, with the help of my, some colleagues, the ability to continue to meet the expectations that my classes have while not seeing my students face to face or even during zoom meetings because there are complications with zoom classes i'm sure you've seen you know uh, memes or you know different uh read different articles about you know zoom meeting failures or whatever um but without doing you know with some challenges i was able to still uh, get my classes running, keep my classes running, uh, to my expectation, to the school's expectation and, you know, keep my kids engaged in the lessons. You know, I've seen nightmare stories about how teachers are having like 10% participation in their classes, distance learning. And I'm lucky again, I didn't do it alone with the help of my colleagues, but I've watched some colleagues have these issues. I'm my accomplishment. My biggest accomplishment is that I've been able to be somewhat successful. It's not perfect, but um, but it's you know I guess it's the best we could do until the year's over, and I'm I'm just thankful for that. That was that was a really good uh, uh, thing that you said there about not rec- trying to recreate the classroom, to actually see it as a new opportunity because we're facing that in the music business. Instead of saying we're going to have an orchestra that's going to give a concert to uh, you know two thousand people in a hall. Now uh, they'll have to consider in the new season that if, if social distancing is still in place, that maybe the concert hall, maybe they're just going to do more, much more streaming, more education, more targeted outreach, maybe more, uh, uh, you know, broadcasting outdoors on big screens and giving, you know, doing outdoor uh, events, uh, simulcasting. So, yeah, to not try to create what we had, but more to think, well, how do we do this a little bit differently? So that was that was a really good piece of advice, and, and congrats to you because you teachers are you know they don't get the credit that they deserve for being on the front lines, but uh, they're in a way they are on the front lines. It's a different type of front line. It's it keeping kids engaged at this time is a major major uh, uh, achievement. So Thank kudos you. to you, Mr. Mike. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I mean what all three of you have just said is really seeing how this situation is testing our resiliency and seeing how we can really just be the best selves and really come back out and make it all happen. So it seems like, you know, how you get introduced to a new job, you know, how you uh, make friends with your coworkers and how you educate children. I mean, that's one of the biggest things, you know, we've had to do that throughout time and it's definitely changed from like you know scratching things on stone to you know black and white chalkboards to now distance learning there's been so many ups and downs and you know through different situations and through time um we've really been testing our resiliency and it sounds like everyone here is really giving it an honest effort and really making making it happen because we want to keep going we want we want a life and you know there is going to be a life past covid um, but we don't know what it's like. We really don't. And that can lead to a lot of anxiety and, you know, a lot of stress and who knows what's next. Just quick shout out to all the parents who have to homeschool their children, Ooh. still keep in contact with your child's teacher. No one expects you to learn common core math during the quarantine, reach out, ask for help. They're, st- they are still there for you and your children. Oh man. Yeah. That. Rings mind. I don't know if you guys have seen the um, video that's been going around, but it's uh, an Israeli mother who's just going on this rant um, about how she's teaching her kids. And she's like, I don't know how to do this. And like, I don't know that. It's like, they know how to play on their phone. They're happy doing that. It's like, thank you. Have a great day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's true. You know, um, like it's a curveball that's been thrown to us. Cause like, yeah, have me do um, some intense algebra or geometry. It's like, mm, let me bust out my protractor. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like where's my TA <laughs> was right. it 84 or whatever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I haven't had to do that kind of stuff in forever. It's like, I actually have nightmares or I mean, yeah, I guess they'd be technically nightmares, but they're just kind of like weird dreams where I have to like turn in like a paper or like take a test 
Um, and I just like, I, I'm unprepared for it. And I'm like trying to think of ways to like, oh, do I just call out that day? Or like, you know, do I fake sick or what? And then I'll wake up and I'm just like, I have a, I, like, I did look at my degree and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like such a weird feeling that like, if you're kind of like unprepared or you're not fit to do something, it can be very anxiety inducing. And um, for me, that recurring theme is like not reading a book and having to write a paper. It's so weird, but um, I totally feel it for a lot of parents and a lot of people because, you know, depending on how long this goes, like, am I going to be in that situation for my son for you know, pre-K, kindergarten, like, how am I going to educate? Like, you know, how much screen time does he need now and, and everything? So it's just a whirlwind of what ifs. And going back to what we said earlier, we just have to take it one day at a time and, you know, test our resilience and really see what we can make um, a day, you know, out of a day. But, you know, while we're taking this day by day, um, we still need to think of the future so do you have any like goals or, you know, any kind of, you know, things that you want to accomplish in the future? Um, more short term, more in like, you know, the coming weeks or months, um, because who knows what's going to happen a year from now. But um, yeah, any like, you know, kind of like small goals or big goals that you guys have set for yourself um, while we're in this crisis. So Tim, we'll start off with you again. Um, anything in that department for you? Um, goal wise? You know, um, obviously the work thing, um, but besides that, um, really looking forward to getting out in nature more. I mean, it, that's a thing I do anyhow, and it's and it's an enjoyment that it brings me. But it's been difficult during this time. You feel like you know, even though things are still open, you're still trying to keep your distance. You're you know, do those things. So I've put those on the back burner more than I want to. So my goal is to get outside more, find some avenues to be out there, and you know, obviously, um, still be away from people. And that's easy to do in nature. And I've been ignoring it and I need to, that's really been on the forefront the last um, week that, you know, um, also working from home. So usually in the mornings I'd leave, I'd stop down at the lake um, before I drove into work and I'd spend some time at the lake, at, you know, in the morning. Um, now that I work from home, I don't leave the house in the morning. So I don't go down to the lake, even though it's, you know, right here and I could do it anyhow and I need to do that so instead of just the walk around the block that I've been taking in the morning to make it feel like I leave or that I leave the house and come to work and then after work I leave the house again walk around the block and come back in and now I'm home um you know so besides that I I definitely want to start spending some time um back at the lake, spending some time out fishing in the stream, spending some more time out biking um, in nature, stuff like that. So that's definitely a goal, getting that normalcy back that is perfectly possible to do right now, but just because of all the weight of everything else, you sort of stop doing anything, um, even though it's stuff you can do. Um, so it's bringing back those things that you definitely can do and finding joy in them. Wow. Yeah, totally feel that. I had a little bit of a drive um, to my job. Um, it's probably about like, you know, 20 minutes away. And it's in this quaint little neighborhood called Shadyside. And to walk to my car, you know, it was a 15 minute walk. And then on my lunch breaks, I'd walk around the neighborhood. You know, that's when I was snapping pictures of all the flowers. And I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm missing my prime opportunity right now. Like all these beautiful gardens in that neighborhood. Um, but yeah, that just getting outside and like what you said, I got to go outside, walk around the block just to feel like I started my day. I definitely do that. Like, I'm just like, I'm actually going to walk out to the dumpster and throw out my trash just to like get that outside air. But uh, yeah, Woo. feel you on that, Tim. I have a go. I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because earlier we didn't actually t t uh, deal with this topic of goals. Mm -hmm. uh, my two are, I want to diversify my, my cooking, um, uh, activities. I feel like whenever mm. I, I tend to fall into the Italian peasant food, I see Mike is shaking his head. Uh, you know, how many ways can I make my pasta? And finally, in the last couple of years, I tried some new things. And every time I try the new things, 
uh, it makes me feel like, ah, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to change in life. It's a good thing. Uh, so I want to I want to focus more on on learning a greater variety of uh, of culinary uh, adventures. My other one is um, I want to get a better online, um, you know, YouTube workout regimen. I have the same really, uh, you know, silly guy. Uh, I just literally uh, Googled short workout, you know, and I got this workout thing that I've been doing the same thing every day. So I would like people to send me links to cool 20, 30 minute workouts that require, you know, little space and little, even less equipment that I could do at home. Cause I want to just vary my working out. Albert, I think um, the Nike plus app right now is free uh, during this time. So, and they have a ton of stuff like that. So I definitely recommend that to you. And you can do that. I don't know if you have the Apple watch or not, but um, track all that and they'll tell you all like the, the changes. So that's a, that's a good one to try out. I do not have the Apple watch, Ooh. but if Apple's <laughs> listening and they want to send me one, I'll be <laughs> happy to promote the shit out of it. Yeah. Mike, how about you? Yep. What are your, what are your specific, any specific little or big goals yeah. in the next coming weeks? Well, you know, my, my introvert side I've talked about says to me, you know, stay inside. You could stay inside. You're good. Um, but I know that I have to force myself to go outside. Um, and in, you know, this situation, I think it's just a little complicated, um, a little more complicated, uh, also because I have slight anxiety of going outside. And so the, the virus coupled with <laughs> my brain, you know, is, is a bit more of a hurdle because it's like, oh, staying inside is good. It'll help the situation. That's great. Uh, going outside bad because the virus is out there. So, you know, even going grocery shopping, with my wife right now is a little complicated because I'm super sensitive to everything around me going, okay, that person touched the outside of his mask or that person's mask is not covering her nose. Um, so like my anxiety mis mixed a little with my introvert side is making it difficult for me to go outside. Um, you know, because I can't control other people too. So I can't control if someone comes within six feet or something like that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to expect when I don't know what to expect when I get outside. So it's been a little tough. So my goal is to get outside, even if it's stand outside, even if it's just like go outside my front door and just stand for a little bit and breathe the fresh air. Um, because that has been something that's a little difficult. I've been fighting with myself about that for uh, the majority of the what is it we're at 53 63 days that we've been inside um, not that we're so, counting no i know i, <laughs> yeah, like I only scribbled on the wall like a jail cell <laughs> I know, right i only know because every time i watch governor cuomo's address he uh his press conference he he leads with what day it is and how long we've been you know it's stay at home so that's the only reason i know well, Mike, um, you could see it yeah. almost a video game where you go outside and your goal is to stay six feet away from anything you know and you pivot and it could be a good workout you could stretch your back while you're at it and just like work through <laughs> and just look for places to be six feet away from everybody else a matter of fact carry a six foot long stick that's and, true and just like <laughs> literally spin just hold it <laughs> and just spin in circles, and I bet you, you know, Mike, the pinwheel yeah. of Westchester, you will be knocking people down left and right. You see me on the news. Yeah. No, it's it's we can't make light of it because the truth, the the simple truth is, it is a a, a pretty catchy virus. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, it's it's not you know as scary as it is. It's probably we're we're probably pretty safe. You're a youngster, and in good in good health. So. Uh, yeah, it's it, uh, uh, calibrating the amount of worry is 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 a real that's a real tough uh, thing to do at this time. So if if we can help in any way, maybe give us give me a call next time you're out. You know, we I, we could you could talk to me while we while you do your little outdoor thing. Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting thing. And and my wife brought this up about you know us going for a walk together. You know, perhaps her being there, me not being alone, would kind of be the distraction from thinking about you know who, where, what surfaces the virus could be on that I'm not going to touch anyway, but you know, it's in my head kind of thing, you know, maybe that's the distraction. So yeah, you too, Albert, I'll give you a call. And I, I also learned talking about giving a call. One of my other like discoveries is I went for a jog. It's probably about a four and a half mile jog 
uh, in my area and it is the country. So I don't really see, I do jog like the opposite side of the street if there are people coming. But one of the things that I did was I felt so bad. I forgot to call Sonny Figueroa or Sanador's his handle. I forgot to call him for his birthday and I'm on my jog. And I was like, I'm just going to call him for my jog. And let me tell you, we talked for 45 minutes and that was the easiest jog I've ever taken. So hey, I want to invent wow. the talking jog. You pant like a little it. and you sound a little weird, but the time flies. So let, I'm going to, Mike, my next jog, I'm calling you. Yeah. I might <laughs> let me know when you're going. I'll go jog too. <laughs> oh my God. A double invention. Bach had a couple of those too. And good. Adam, did you have another particular, uh, particular uh, thing that you're looking forward to doing? I mean, mine's pretty much the the same as, um, you know, Tim and Mike is just getting outside, you know, since the gym has closed, um, I've noticed me sleeping in quite a bit more um, because I was a, a morning gym person and, you know, wake up, go to the gym, take my shower, get ready. Um, that whole kind of, uh, you know, routine just f- flatlined. And now it's, you know, again, you know, with what Mike said, with anxiety of like going out, you know, whenever it was really kind of panicky, it was like, hey, do I go to the grocery store? Do I not like, uh, like this, like that. And, you know, I talked to some people in some areas and they're like, oh yeah, everything's fine. You know, I have a couple people that I work with that went back to West Virginia, um, you know, from, from Pittsburgh, just because they, they have family that lives there. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Just, you know, wear your mask, you know, and, and they're really trying to push some, um, incentives to get back to work since they have such a low rate. But then I talk to people, um, you know, New York, New Jersey, and I hear about, you know, EMTs talking about like how many people they have to service and, you know, how many of the body counts they have in hospitals. And it's just like, oh my God, it's, it's wild. So, you know, you don't really know what to believe or who to believe or how it's going to happen. And it's kind of like this invisible boogeyman is, is COVID. And, um, you know, it can happen anywhere, anytime. And, you know, definitely the anxiety of going out, I certainly felt that whenever it was kind of like prime time in the zone. And then also just kind of like getting outside and getting back into my routine. So I, I definitely miss being out in nature. And my big goal um, in the next little bit, now that the weather's broken, is going out. And, you know, I'm not much of a runner. Um, I, I like lifting weights and, you know, doing that. That's more of my, um, you know, style of, of working out, but, uh, it's going to be getting back on the jog. You know, I was on the cross country team in junior high, so I got to channel those roots again and, uh, <laughs> run through some parking lots. So for me, it's yeah. definitely getting back into a more of a, a workout routine and, and being okay with going out a little bit more. Cause it's, it's definitely been scary. Um, yeah, so I totally feel you guys, but I want to just specifically, uh, give Tim and Mike, a special thank you for being like right from the beginning, so enthusiastic, so positive, so supportive. So you guys have just been so wonderful for Adam and I feeling your love and support for what we were doing. So we want to, we want to just say to you and, and not only thank you, but ask you, is there anything that you think we should do some topics, some things to focus on in the coming weeks, just to give us a little bit of a, uh, a little guidance, what you think would make the, you know, bring some, some new, new directions and new uh, discoveries to the show. Tim, you want to go first again, you poor thing. Yeah, I'll start <laughs> off again. That's all right. Um, I just, I, I thank you for thanking me, but thank you guys. I mean, this has been, what you guys are doing is so important. And, you know, again, that's why I've championed it is because it is needed, because it's important. And you guys are doing a wonderful job of it. It's been so great to see um, the eclectic mix of people and topics um, that you guys have covered has been great. Um, You know, you guys pulling friends from your different groups and then you know people that we know from the community and things like that um and that has been awesome um one of the things that albert you and i talked about early on was um you know tribes and you know getting outside of your tribe and i'd still like to you know hear more about that an episode maybe in that direction of you know getting outside that that single tribe that so often we can get in, um, you know, 
um, and it's easy for me to do. Um, Instagram has actually been great for me for that, um, you know, because you do get to meet people. You know, yes, we're a community that likes certain things, but there are so diverse um, backgrounds. And, you know, I've really been able to, to have conversations with people there outside um, my tribe. And that is so important and something that's not necessarily easy to do. Um, something that we can do during this time, again, reach out and video chat with someone, things like that, someone who you wouldn't normally get to spend any time with. You know, Friday night, you're going out with your friends. Well, instead, you're at home. So Friday night, reach out to someone who's outside of that group you'd normally discuss and have that kind of thing. I'd love to have more of a hear more of a conversation on that from you guys so that's one of the topics i'd like to hear that that's really uh first of all just is thank you so much for that feedback but also it's a really good thing to pursue further um you know we could we could think of some creative ways to maybe even invite two people on the show together who maybe uh, have expressed some like uh, a question about whether or not they'd have a connection i'm always amazed at how many people tell me uh, oh, I couldn't talk for even a minute. Like I would never want to be, I said, like, believe me, you could talk to, for a minute. You just got to start doing it. it, it <laughs> as a matter of fact, most people who say they can't talk for a minute, once they start, they don't stop. Uh, it is something we want to do. It's like a pressure valve. And the minute you start doing it, uh, there's, we're, we're all percolating a lot down there. Uh, so, so thanks for that, Tim. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, you want to take yeah. a shot at that one? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I, you know, it would be inappropriate for me not to, to, to thank you. Uh, so, so thank you. Um, it's been wonderful, you know, being, being here talking to you guys now twice. Um, and, and I'm going to piggyback off some things Tim said, like I, I, I would, I love, and you know, Albert, you just touched on this. I would love to see, uh, you know, episodes, um, more episodes around topics and then inviting uh, now that we know this technology exists with zoom and, and meetings and multiple people at once, I would love to see a variety of, you know, points of view, more variety of points of view about a topic. Cause like Albert, you just said, you never know where a connection is. You never know that two people have a connection until, you know, you're in a situation like this where, you know, you hear someone else and then you're thinking about your own point of view and your own experiences. So, I mean, I, I, I love the deep dives you guys do and, and, and I love all the content. Um, uh, and I guess that's just my, you know, my quick two cents. Uh, I don't even really feel, uh, like I, um, what's the word? I don't even really feel like it's appropriate for me to give the feedback because you guys are doing such a great job and, and it's amazing. Um, but you know, it's the only thing I could think of, you know, in this moment, <laughs> um, because you guys are doing such a great job. And, and like Tim said, it's such an important thing. Adam. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I just got to wrap it up by saying thank you. Um, you know, I've taken a lot from, um, the, the sessions that we did with you. I mean, Tim, you gave us, you know, we're vulnerable to make this valuable. And that has been, you know, almost like a, a theme of the show is, is that. And Mike, um, finding love from not finding it, you know, finding out what, what isn't to find it. I mean, those are huge, huge things. And, you know, I've truly enjoyed that and really taking that apart into my life. So um, it's been a pleasure having you guys on and talking to you and, becoming closer and deeper friends with you guys. Cause I know, um, we're all across the world. We all kind of have our own little, um, you know, inner circle and then we have our outer circle. So I'm just glad that I'm expanding all of my friendships and all of my, you know, kind of trust and vulnerability through other people through a microphone and a, you know, computer. So it's, it's been wild and I, I truly appreciate all that you guys have done for us. So. And Adam, not to embarrass you, I just want to say, I've just been enjoying watching your growth as a human being yeah i mean this you are show a damn is... good listener you are a damn good listener you show such support and compassion you always turn a potentially negative thing into a positive thing it's not, i don't take it for granted and i'm very inspired by it and i've i've been enjoying watching you I, I am, i'm a lot older so i'm allowed to like have the proudful i'm the old dude <laughs> being very proud of my my young my young partner here yeah i mean that's a, a big thing of of who I am in. And I really appreciate that because that's something um, I really try to promote is like, find the good in the situation and show, promote the good and, you know, 
sideline the bad because only the good is what's what's important um, and trying to be as positive as we can. So I really hope that this show has a positive impact on our listeners and the listeners to come because, you know, hey, th- this situation and this topic and men really need to talk and communicate. It's just that important. So I hope to continue these conversations and continue the the listening. And, um, you know, we're definitely going to take that feedback. And I, I like both of them having some counterpoints and having getting getting out of your uh, comfort zone. I think it's going to be some great topics in the future. Agreed. Well, again, thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. I'm Albert Imperato. I'm Tim Sorensen. And I'm Mike Loria. Thanks for listening.